conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, hospitality. How are we doing this morning, gentlemen? Good morning. Still, I still didn't get this mark. I don't know. You said you said to me a few times you sent it, but it's, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. It's yeah. in the mail. I swear. <laughs> no, it's still not there. Okay. Well, we're gonna call USPS, FedEx, all of them, and tell them that they need to up their game a little bit, get that overseas travel uh, shipping primed um gentlemen welcome back uh golden how was overseas where we were so honored by your presence last week uh when you were out in 
you were uh-huh. in London at the Book Direct show. How was everything else? Yeah, um, it was really good to to see people that we haven't seen in two years. Uh, it's wild that it's been that long. It's just like picking up where you left off. Uh, there's very much that feeling of like not skipping a beat and jumping jumping right back into it, which is really cool. Um, I think a lot of the the discussion was less around um, COVID and more around what's coming and what's next, which is also a good sign and and much needed. And then it was a lot of paperwork going, crossing borders and getting on planes and um, tests that uh, are not always the most accurate. So (laughs) it was nerve wracking and you had to be rather organized. Uh, but totally worth it. So good to see everybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so you uh, went to the UK to London, right? And after you went to France? Uh, yep. So London had a book direct show and then a short stay show, kind of back to back. Much of a different audience, surprisingly. And then in France, there was Antonio's Vacation Rental World Summit. Um, and he always does it in a really beautiful location. The past couple of years, it had been in Lake Como. And this year it was in Annecy, France, which is another lake uh, right at the base of the Alps. So rather impressively beautiful location, uh, about 30, 45 minutes from Geneva. Cool. Awesome. That's really cool. Well, uh, I think uh, for the next time that we see each other, I need to have, if I can get it uploaded in time, I'm grabbing a screenshot here. Uh, just thought of it. It was like, you know what? I think Michael, with the way you were dressed, that great jacket, um, you need one of these bad boys uh, for the next live in-person event, which is uploading. Here we go. Boom. Get you a, a nice little roadcaster microphone. Oh. I'll put a GMH sticker on it. Be perfect. Let's do it. I think it, I think it fits you. So we can, we can live interview people across VMA. That's what we're. That's what we're gonna do. I'll order no, we need those mics with this in Dutch. We call it the plop cup. I have no clue how it's in English. Well, indeed, you need the brand. It will be fun. Do some interviews there. Be perfect. <laughs> um, well, interesting topic for today. We we kind of discussed airlines a little bit um, in the past. You know, going into subscription model because we know Mr. Golden's a big fan of Delta and wants nothing but a Delta subscription for for travel and work. But um, you know, we're talking about you know, things, what's next? It's kind of like what you talked about from uh, the book direct show and what's next for the industry. Uh, let's talk about upsells. Let's talk about revenue streams for travel companies like hotels and airlines and even short-term rentals on what, what does that look like? What are we going to focus on other than nightly rate? Um, because, or, you know, seat per, you know, price per ticket, all that other stuff. Um, you know, great, great revenue. But is it sustainable? And uh, I guess I want to throw that question to you guys. Well, you see that a lot of airlines, they were already forwarding after you're making your flight reservation. They were forwarding you to booking.com or whatever, right? But we see as well that airlines also look, okay, how can we just making it more kind of unique in just just forwarding traffic to somebody else? So uh, we're working with several airlines already. Uh, We also have some other partners in the airline space. So this is more like a trend. They want to go more to how can we really give real benefit if somebody books a flight with us and just only forward them to another OTA. So 
it's you can see they want to go more in this this control the supply thing as well um you see of course they're quite strong in, in upselling everything around the flight if it's regarding checking luggage or anything what you can do or sometimes transfer and i think supply always was a bit too difficult or challenging and they just forwarded to, to otas but i think there will be some moves going on you see that uh we signed some some new deals with some airlines who also go into membership programs one of them is for example well we didn't sign with them but one of the airlines who has subscription for example is an hungarian one wizard so you're just paying an annual fee in that case you always have an upgrade when available so reservation etc more airlines will do this soon uh, a few of them we signed so i think this is a trend what you see also to have recurring from the airlines building a different kind of loyalty and again i think soon they're moving out to indeed more salaries and more more upsell and i think hotels are well, they started a bit with this one. I think they still don't do this so well. Of course, there are some tools mm -hmm. out there, um, but there always is always tools activities. Um, what they try to sell, or sometimes some other additional stuff, but not really in the in the. What is surprising? They don't really do it during your stay, which they could do more if your hotels and as a spa or, for example, yeah. as other activities. They never ask them this almost. Or like when you have a great restaurant, should I make a, reserv a reservation for you in the restaurant? I think some American hotels do this more often, but you don't, it's pretty not common in the, in Europe to ask the, if your guest is checking in, they shouldn't directly make a reservation for you. Yeah, for the only question you get is, do you want breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this I, I'm surprised. This is, such, this is the best moment. Somebody just arrived and you just perfect moment directly to... to push them to your restaurant, right? And this is something what we do with Bridgeroom, with, of course, the hotels giving sometimes vouchers for the restaurant or for the spa. But I think hotels by themselves, this is, can, it come from us. Please give us something extra to, to our <coughs> travelers. But they don't do this by themselves often. This is surprising. Yeah. Or they, they say, we see that we have an availability in two hours still for the for spa or whatever. It's okay, great. We just, I just see that we just still have one availability for the spa in two hours. Try it. Upsell. Yeah. I... I've talked about the Dean in Dublin a few times, <clears throat> but when we checked in there, they knew it was my birthday. And they said, hey, we've already made a reservation for you for uh, cocktails and or dinner at seven o'clock if you want it. Um, if not, no problem. Like, it's wonderful. Yes, of course, I'll take yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like it's a we, we've blocked a time for you because you're special. Yeah. Right? It's of well, course I'm going to say like, yeah. We, we, I recently interviewed Greg Fisher from Trip Shock, which is basically a tours and activities, um, you know, local dest in destination um, kind of a directory or referral program, basically, where vacation rental hosts or managers, hotels, etc. can have this unlimited access of the local tour operators and activity guides around the area um, to not only get upsell know revenue for them as an operator uh but for their guests to have better experiences because sometimes like when you're at a hotel or a vacation rental you don't have in property activities or things like that that you can do so one way to do it is to partner with the local you know operators in, in town and he was telling me that 80 percent of the 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 guests like they don't book their activities and other like upsell services until they're in destination um mm -hmm. And granted, there's a you know couple you know people that are type A, very planning <laughs> ahead and wanting to to have an itinerary for everybody when they uh, you know book it three months in advance. But um, you know to find out that eighty percent is incorporated upon arrival or after the the day of check in, 
that makes me think as like an operator, we have to do better implementation of getting that either messaging workflow into our property management software or our communication software or whatever, or even just on our um, team's list, because that's a huge, huge opportunity uh, to capture, you know, not only just yeah. two or $300 a night, but you know, however many dollars a month. It's important to know what your property does well and what it doesn't. So yeah. as an example, in, in France, we stayed at this beautiful, like I think it was a five-star hotel on the lake. Uh, it had everything you needed. It had restaurants, it had a spa, it had a gym, it had you know, access to the lake and everything. But it was exactly a one mile walk into the town, right? It was super flat, it was easy to get to, but walking a mile into town and walking a mile back is, is a long way, um, especially if you're kind of there for a conference or there for um, a specific purpose. What it didn't have, the whole town, was taxis or Uber. So you're just kind of stuck out there and you have to walk the distance. So know your property. I would have loved to have rented a bike or a moped or something for 20 euros a day and yeah. and very easily gotten into town and back in minutes versus you know a 20 25 minute walk so know what your property does well if you have a great restaurant go ahead and hold a reservation for for your residents and if you have a cocktail bar give them a sample like give them a welcome drink when mm -hmm. when they arrive and entice them to to stay um and then know what your property doesn't do well and, and, or what your town doesn't do well and give them a moped. <laughs> yeah. What would you say well, if somebody tell you, okay, I made a reservation for your seven o'clock. You will just don't see the selling. You say, oh, this is really appreciated. Thank you so much. And there's a big chance you will take this one. Right. So yeah. again, I think not many people are, are educated or trained well to, to, to really upsell, but it's, it's huge potential, huge potential. So mm -hmm. Well, what do you, what are your, so I was also, I don't know if you guys have watched the show on Netflix yet, but the, the amazing vacation rentals around the world that, that new show that came out that Netflix, uh, you know, created, uh, there was one sp particular episode. I think they're doing like tree houses and stuff. And, uh, one of the guys that created it, he said, you know, the millennial generation, the generation, uh, I would, I would guess I'm in, um, and, they, he's like, you know, they're so focused on experiences. They're not about material things anymore. You know, they don't really care about the nicer cars. Like, you're, again, like you can't say everybody, but they, they're more about the experience, the memories, that type of stuff. Um, comfort, convenience. Do you think this is something that airlines, I, I feel like some airlines can do way better um, with this type of like luxury moment making type of, of experience. It's really hard, obviously, with flights that get delayed and you know all this extra work that goes into that travel plan but i i, I just want to know do you guys think that this is something that uh any type of travel company can can execute better on or no well, experience is important right and if you're traveling with kids and you see that the kids are, the kids are screaming or whatever it's annoying for everybody in the plane if you can do something as an airline and give this kid, give him some whatever, some small toy, give him some pencils, he can draw whatever. And he's quiet. The family's happy. It's a great, I had a great experience. Cost you a few pencils and they are quiet and these kids are quiet. So the people in the plane are happy as well. And this is something like a really small thing, right? Which you could do, but just let the baby crying and that, that's it. So 
let's take it small things is appreciated and then they might say yeah it cost me maybe whatever one two dollar whatever as a cost for 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 some pencils but do something extra some airlines does this well right if you go in with kids to see what you can do it's an example right if somebody is an elder people or something maybe they can need some support or something there again it's about experiences but you'll see in the, in the hotels of course they treat you sometimes differently airlines only yeah. when you have a super high status but they don't be looking at okay who's really the uh what is really this person, right? And with who is he traveling with? Can I say something there? So I think airlines can do quite a lot in there. And you see during the process, sometimes when you're making a reservation, um, what they could do, if, for example, I was searching for some tickets uh, today and I'm selecting, for example, one kid of, uh, of 12 that, and, and one of, of two, if I go next year, they could recommend, okay, to directly upgrade a specific seats, uh, seat reservations, right? Because it's more convenient for kids, whatever. It's a perfect moment to upsell, but you just, Later, you just have to choose and you will see what kind of seat you will take. But it's okay, take it directly. You have a front row or whatever where you're going to sit and you will pay for it because you won't have quietness. So this is more convenient for kids or most chosen uh, for people with families or whatever. So I think yeah. they just can learn still a lot there. Yeah, I think the, let's see, when I travel, I try not to make a ton of plans. Because yeah. I think the best moments are ones that you come across, not ones that you have planned down to down to the minute. Um, not everyone agrees with me. People travel very differently. What I would like to see is if you go to Rome, for example, you can't go do the Vatican Museum unless you have a booked time reservation. But the majority of other stuff, you don't need a booked time reservation for. So I just want to know what parts I need to be planned if I want to do it and what parts I don't. Mm -hmm. And for me, like planning a, a walking tour of the city or planning a wine tasting or something like those are things that I wake up on the morning and say, yeah, let's let's go do a wine tour this afternoon or let's go do. Yeah. Uh, but there's other things that like, oh, I want to go to the Vatican. Crap, I can't. It's all booked up, right? So I don't want to be inundated with too much, which is often the case, mm -hmm. right? You look up on TripAdvisor and like best things to do in this location and there's 60,000 things you can do. I don't want any of it, <laughs> like, plain and simple. That, it takes more time to go through that than it would for me to go to a coffee shop sit down, talk with the person who's making the coffee and say, what's your favorite thing to do in the city? And that's how I much prefer to travel. For sure. um, my wife likes things a little bit more planned. So what, what we try and compromise on is like one planned activity a day. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the rest is just kind of, let's see where the, the day takes us. And a lot of the times the, again, the best moments are the ones that, aren't structured and aren't planned. And if you were planned, you would have missed them because you're too focused on being somewhere or, yeah. um, or, or not living in the moment. Well, I think like, I, I, I'm curious to see, cause it's all about being in front of the guests, right? I think we just need to have that maybe just even being present, whether it's, you know, Hey, here's a bunch of activities that uh, you can do planned or not planned. Just have, how do, I guess, how do operators 
whether they're tour activity operators, they're vacation rental hosts, managers, hotel, you know, front desk agents, airline members, whatever. How do they keep that visibility of these upsells? Uh, like, what's the like? Is it just constantly mentioning it? Is it having a list on the website? Is it uh, <laughs> automated messaging? What What are you thinking? Like, when it comes to this, you know, how do you execute this? Just uh, communication, and right? And it could be different ways. And at the end, if you just don't tell people, people don't know. And it can be by yeah. anyway. But at least make sure that the that the receiver get it, right? And if again, yeah. if you're just arriving in a hotel, maybe share them. Share them. Maybe the people don't even know that you have a spa or you have specific facilities. Use it, right? And maybe indeed ask the question, okay, you Mr. and Mr. Slicker is going to ask you, what is the reason you're visiting the city? Maybe you say, I'm just on a sightseeing. Okay, can I maybe help you with some tourist activities? Maybe you say, no, I'm here for business meetings. Okay, maybe I can arrange you some transport for tomorrow. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You could say, okay, yeah. or do you need some, do you need to, do you need your suit like uh, ironed or pressed or your shirt or whatever? So you can, this is extra upsell, right? In any case, you can do something there. And I think if you don't have a conversation, it's difficult. So it can be anyways communication. I don't say there's a golden rule. You have to do it personally or yeah. by text message or by email, but make sure you just communicate. Yeah. Uh, golden, I'm curious to know, because uh, I used to upsell like a king when I was uh, at the front desk uh, in a hotel. That was like my bread and butter. I made so much money for the hotel. Uh, but vacation rentals, I find it a little bit difficult just because I personally find it difficult, but it's different because you have the contactless check-in part. So what are you, have you seen, and Ross, you can answer this too, but have you guys seen any cool ways that vacation rental properties or owners are able to incorporate upsells with success in uh, getting those upsells to actually be purchased? Good question. Obviously it's going to be market specific. Um, I'd say in, Beach towns that golf carts are popular or or bike rentals are popular. Those are, I think, a lot easier to sell through the the company than is tickets to the water park, right? Yeah. People people are probably just going to buy those directly with the water park. Um, but it's the things that might be a little harder to find a private chef to come one night or. Uh, a boat rental or something that you might not exactly know where to look uh, to find. Those are, again, those are what I would look for when I'm traveling. Um, tell me, tell me how to get the hard things done easily. And then I'll figure the rest out myself. Like we all have a smartphone. We all have the internet at our property, hopefully. And it doesn't take a, a 10 year old to, to Google, you know, activities in Destin, Florida. Yeah. But you just have to, again, <clears throat> know what your, your traveler is looking for. If your traveler is a bunch of guys our age or your traveler is three generations of a family, it's yeah. you, you have to offer different things. Like grandma is not going parasailing, but the three of us yep. might. Right. I don't know. Your grandma might, uh, from what we've seen on those uh, what's with the noise clips, she might be a little party animal. Yeah. But I, I think, again, it goes back to like knowing your traveler. Yeah. But the OTAs make it a lot harder to know your traveler these days. Um, they don't even know why you're traveling. Like Ross's statement earlier, if, if it's a business travel, like I don't need tickets to the water park. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I need a taxi to pick me up at 5 a.m. because I have to get to the airport the next morning. Um, but 
it's the the little conversations and this kind of goes against a lot of the episodes we've done before of yeah. automated check-in contactless check-in it makes it a little bit tougher to uh to personalize it through an app or something well, we, um, why it's about communication and i think if the experience and it works well buying using the app i think it's fine there are apps out there does it have an app or other ones they're out there you can book some tour and it, again it has to be working well right if it's just a chatbot that doesn't know anything it's getting yeah. annoying. But if you do, again, you have to check in. And even though when you know that somebody check in, then ask some questions, even though it's going to be text message or on the way, I think there's also more like a trend you'll see even those simple text messages. If somebody could help you, I'm your personal assistant in this hotel. Let me know if I can help you. It's a personal way still what you can do by automation. Yeah. I'm just looking well, back actually. Gonna, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say just one thing that we do um, in our automated workflows that we have a pre-arrival form for all of our guests to fill out. So it's kind of a requirement that we ask that before they get their door code that they uh, they fill this out. And in that part, there's a you know reason for your, your stay with us. And we don't do that for just security purposes to make sure that, you know, it's not going to be like a party house or whatever. But at the end of the day, they tell us, you know, we're here for our honeymoon. We're here for a hiking getaway. We're here for this. And that gives us the opportunity to take that little bit of info um, from an automated process to then enhance that, you know, that welcome experience uh, a little bit. So there's little things like that that you could do. Um but you but, never get the yeah. question, did you ever went to the city before? If I book a hotel in Rome, I never get the question, yeah. if you went to Rome before? Or did you stay in this hotel before? If you 100%. know this is the first time that you're staying in this hotel, of course, you can tell them more about your hotel. If somebody stayed there sure. before, you can skip a part of the question. If you go for the first time to Rome, you might need some more help. So yeah. it is. this is a few questions that people could ask. And I was really, my, one of my first jobs, I think I was 15 or 16, I worked for Pierre Lafacans. It's like a holiday park, actually. And I was doing... Reservation by phone. It was amazing. So, it was the same. So dark. So I know. I know. It was amazing. And, and they were just making reservations and I was just uh, on the phone, right? It was super cool. And indeed, we could absolutely everything from towels, from bedlin and whatever. I was selling everything because it was and it was so much fun. Even though for the, for the bonuses, it was just fun to do. And I think that's what and people were just and we get trained as well. But it's I think as well what you see a lot, people are not trained anymore, right? You just yeah, sit sitting by the desk and it's like, okay, what's your name? This is the form and buy. And it's like, come on. Is it a matter of training or is it a matter of incentivizing the right activities, right? Like as a front desk agent, you're not getting paid any extra if they book a spa or not, are you? In some hotels, like oh, when I was with uh, the autograph collection, you know, we got um, a commission off of any upsell and room, uh, room upgrades. And then we didn't have like any particular ones for like restaurant and spa, but we did get perks. Like we were incentivized to, you know, if they heard our name being mentioned all the time um, or even just calling ahead and be like, Hey, I booked Mr. And Mrs. Smith for uh, 3 PM tomorrow. Just letting you know that um, they were recommended by me. Just but making, keeping track. I think it's a combination. Training is super important. I think if you like your job, you're doing it by yourself. And saying, well, if you send yeah. the fire, then you can say the one who yeah. sold the most spa packages in a day with a free spa treatment by themselves. Whatever. It doesn't cost sure. you much. At the end, it's super cool to do. So and I think, again, I think a lot of hotels or any in travel, I was in different businesses, they're not thinking how to use it. I yeah. still think also what we see, of course, a trend is now that people are not trained enough anymore, right? You see the people behind the front desk. They didn't even trained study in, yeah, hotel school. And then they, they're training in a hotel school how to put their cutleries ready or whatever and how to say, ma'am, 
with all respect, they're not often, I don't think that they got much sales training, which I think is super important. Yeah. Well, training and then just, I think the right hire, you got to hire the right type of personality for, you know, mm -hmm. people that are willing to go out in that. Yeah. And, and you don't want your front desk to feel like it, you're just selling all the time. Right. So there is definitely right. training involved to do it the right way. Like, for only twenty dollars more, you can have a bigger room. It's like, well, it's, well, for us, it was like always easy because only one go, available. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, you like, Mike, Lisa, you and your wife are checking in, and I could be like, "Hey, Mr. Golden, I see you have a mountain-facing view. Uh, it's a one-bedroom. I know you got your son with you. It's a great room, but I just want to let you know we have so many great opportunities to get you on the ocean-facing side uh, easily for twenty bucks a night. I can get that to you. Normally, it'd be about forty-five to fifty." Uh, but for you, I want to make sure you guys have a really great stay. And something like that would be like, oh, okay, cool. And then at the end of the day, we have a complimentary happy hour that I'm going to give you as well. Uh, because I, I know you guys had a long trip and, and drove over, you know, five hours to get here. Um, boom. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you might, you might be a jerk and be like, no, I don't want it. Because uh, you're my friend and you want to make it like not easy. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, if you were a stranger... Most people would be like, you know what, at the end of the day, 20 bucks uh, extra a night plus a great view. The wife and kid are happy. Plus, I'm getting a free beer in two hours. All right, let's do it. So, um, I don't know, just small stuff like that. It's like not being a direct, but being direct, if that makes sense. But And again, if you have the conversation, right, if you're just a nice guy, and even if you ask them again, this is your first time in Rome, nice that you're taking kids. I guess it's like a small, small holiday you've ever been here before. It's your conversation. It's okay. If you need my help, I'm more than happy to. We, I, most of the people yeah. coming with kids, they go into this, whatever, this kind of activity. I can book it for you yeah. if you want, because mm -hmm. then it might skip you the line, because it will be probably annoying if you have to wait for one and a half hour in the line, which is happening often there. So I think it's pretty annoying yeah. with kids, so I can help you there. It's like, oh, this is convenient. It's an experience, and you just think, okay, it's good. It saves me. And yeah, maybe this guy gets something for it, but he says, okay, it actually makes sense, right? And if you say you're paying whatever, $20 for an upgrade, and you say, okay, but what I will do, I give you $20 voucher for the spa. The same person is going to spend $20 in the spa, but you know the spa package costs 150 right? So you yeah. can also use it to upsell other stuff. And I think, again, maybe we should do trainings. <laughs> maybe we should do the podcast, how to train your stuff. But it's, it is, I think people are not trained anymore. Or not, you can see also that the, the not motivated to sell something because there's no incentive. And I think, first of all, I think it should come from yourself. Second of all, we'll be incentivized. Of course, it will help you. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if there's no if there's no incentive for me to ask the extra questions, then like I'll just do the easy job, right? Like that's what the mentality is probably with ninety percent of the people. It's going to be more work if I ask more questions versus just here's your key, see you later, yeah. right? For so sure. I guess it sounds like hotels need to do a better job of incentivizing um, their their staff. Uh, it, it could be training only goes as far as incentives, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not incentivized to, to ask the extra questions. Um, what's the point? So, but there's a big difference. <laughs> if I go to the U S if you go to a restaurant, they keep asking you if your glass is half empty. So can I can bring you a new one. You want the, you want the same or you want to prefer something differently? It's a yeah. question if you want to have a drink, yes or no. No, you want to prefer the same something differently. The way of asking questions, right? And the second of all, sure. in, in Europe, you just have to raise and you can order something. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a minute. And then you just have to wait one more time. Yeah. And then you're waiting five minutes and raise again your hand because it's still not forgot you because they're just helping other people. 
Well, there's an incentive there, right? The U.S. <laughs> can work off of tips. In Europe, they don't. So the incentive yeah. is to drive up the price of the bill so they get a larger tip. You so could, right? In there, right? Back, That's, yeah. <laughs> back to incentives. Exactly. Very true. We, we were in London, and it was, everything closes at 10 p.m. Like, it's, it's wild. All the neighborhood pubs close. You can't find a drink in London, one of the largest cities in the world, past 10 p.m., unless you search for an hour and a half. And then you can finally find something. But we walked into this pub about 10 minutes before closing with a, a crowd of 12 or so people. We would have probably bought, we would have all bought a round then and possibly one more right before close, right? But the bartender literally said, oh man, we're closing in 10 minutes. I, I can't be bothered. Like, I'm, I'm not going to stay here an extra hour. And I was like, holy cow. Okay, fine. Like, we'll just leave. Like, we don't want anything. <laughs> like, so again, there, there's no incentive for that guy to stay the extra 30 minutes past closing yeah. to have us there because he's not getting 10, 20% on the 150 pounds we would have just about spent, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, but that bar owner just lost out on 150 pounds. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a, there's a, there's a big miss, uh, misaligned incentives. Um, and, you know, we talk about labor shortage in the hospitality community and, and paying fair wages. Well, pay the same wages, but incentivize them to perform better and everybody wins. Right. For sure. I agree. Well, that's a, this sounds like a whole other episode that we can go and create on training and incentivizing. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll be the reason why the industry's uh, labor shortage is solved because people are listening to our great advice on the show. Uh, but I want to get to our new segment really quickly because I think it's super fun. And I think I'm going to stump you guys today on whose brand is it anyway? Woo! Um, so if you guys are ready... I don't think you're gonna get it, but here we I don't go. think I've gotten one yet. Mama Shelter. Okay, is this one live? It is live. I double checked. It doesn't. I'll, it I'll, looks like it looks Western. like a rendering. I would go for is a rendering. It is a rendering, but I did double check that there are. There's one in Los Angeles that is bookable right now. So oh, I can tell shelter. you that. I still yeah. think there's Western somehow. I'm gonna go with a core. Ooh, Golden finally got one right. It's <laughs> All right. But, yeah, I so, was yes. just looking. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. Not but that's, why you, you, that's why your wife was before the episode. She was sitting next to you. So she just read it there with her phone as soon as this mama <laughs> yeah, showed the camera. She was typing up. Yeah, yeah. And she was showing the phone like, a quarter, a quarter. Mm -hmm. Also, oh, she has those signs, right? She has those five signs like. Don't be mad I got it. Awesome. Well, all right, guys. This has been a fun episode. Um, let's whip up some great more you know, content for next week. But until then, uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Enjoy the rest of the week.